the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Boy, it's a beautiful day. I'm Dottie Herman, and this is I Am Real Estate. We've been on the air, it's about nine years already, and we're still the only show on talk radio that's only about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, from buying or selling a home. Well, why real estate is where everybody's hearts are. As we, there's no show that lasted as long as us. Time flies, Dottie. Yeah, and we're better. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I did some research on the phrase, and home is where the heart is. And I do have it in one of my houses. I have a little thing that says home is where the heart is, which I believe. Uh, first, it can mean that whatever our loved ones are, wherever our loved ones are, that's where we are. Second, it can mean that our love, our heart is focused around our family. And I also think it's a safe haven. Um, it's where people feel safer. Um, especially, you know, just sometimes when there was bad times or, well, I remember 9-11, everyone's home was where they felt safe. or And people would go to, like, local restaurants, and I remember them calling me up when I was in the Hamptons and saying, you know, can you find me a bigger house or a lot because I want my kids to be around us, <clears> and so... Uh, like I want them to have a house, or I want to have a bigger house so that they have room to sleep over. And I think today, um, as I think it always was, family is important. And when I say family, it doesn't necessarily have to be blood family, mm-hmm. just family. And, uh, you know, we kind of live in a crazy time, and there's a lot of anger. Yeah. And I think it's our business to try to alleviate that. <clears throat> and I think home is just a safe haven, and everyone wants to have some place that they call home. And again, since I'm probably named after her, I can't ask my mom. She's not alive, but I don't know too many people with the name Dorothy. And I remember growing up, and people would think I was 92 years old because nobody had that name. And I said, well, she must have been watching The Wizard of Oz. That's all I can think of because I don't really like that. I hate the name, actually. Um, But it is what it is. Um, So... Give us a call at 866-979-6622. Give us 866-970-9622. Jerry is taking the summer off. Yeah, he is. So uh, you'll have to rely on Ace and I, and we'll try to help you out with our legal questions. And if they're too complicated, then we'll... We'll get back to you. Yeah, sure. and we'll wait till he comes on, or we'll call him. Yep. So, but he needs a couple <clears throat> of days. Uh, he needs uh, t- some time. He's been so busy, as we all are. Um, I just came back from D.C. I was at, I chair the top 75 largest 
companies, real estate companies uh, in um, the country. And we had our legislative meeting yesterday, uh, last couple of days. And actually, yesterday, I believe the, tre- the president was addressing the NAR, uh, the real, and I wanted to stay to see what he had to say. However, <laughs> it was like thousands of people, and you had to wait there three or four hours beforehand. I said, now just listen to it. I see him enough <laughs> in New York. Uh, but it was very interesting, and we keep abreast of all the trends and what's going on and who's buying and what companies appearing and some of the, uh, the laws that suddenly pop up that people forget about. I will tell you that um, there's a lot of scams going on, so just do not uh, send anything. You know, when people ask you to wire money, just be very careful about who it is. It's a lot of times it's a fake people. Also, um, a lot of scams with rentals. A lot of them are not real listings. They're phony. And they'll say, send your money, and you're sending it to someone who's going to take it, and you won't find anything. So fake listings really is a very common scam. And, you know, in the summer, a lot of kids are going to live in New York, go to college there. Yeah. Please be careful of that. Check the real estate agent. Make sure he has some company that he works for. Um, and the rule, Ace, I'm sure you'd agree, if, it's too, if it looks too good to be true. Yep. It probably, but you know, Daddy, I was reading. I was reading about it last night. I didn't know there were so many, um, just fake real estate companies online. It's it's quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, they are, and yeah. they have na- fake names. But how would you know? Yeah, how I would mean, you there's know? millions of real estate companies. I mean, so you would know. Let, let me tell you just what happened to a friend. She has a house in uh, Noyak, which is out in the Hamptons, and she's doing construction <clears throat> on it. And so the house is always open because uh-huh. there's builders. Well, someone called her and said, your house for sale? So she said, no. Why? She said, because <laughs> it's listed as for sale. Wow. It says come right in That's because the builders are there, so everything was open. Wow. So it says come right in, okay, or it was for rent. And she said, well, it's not for rent. I just have construction people there. Mm-hmm. It had come right in, enter. And I guess if you liked it, you'd send money, and it would be a fake thing. Wow. So you, Scary. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is. So just be cautious of that. Uh, there's a, And I think that's probably the biggest scam. Mm-hmm. And if it seems like a great deal and it doesn't seem real, really double-check it. And then another thing that they've done that's a scam is they'll say it's five minutes from New York City or it's uh. – so go to your Google Maps or Google, and then you can yeah. put in and see how far it really is from wherever they tell you it's going to be. And that's why I have to tell you, I know that people think, let me save money, let me save money. But truthfully, sometimes you try to save money, and you end up spending a lot more money by trying to save money. Uh, especially in the, in the city, that rental market, I think, is tough yeah. to navigate. Um, you should ask when you contact an agent about a listing. You know, these are questions like, um, how many other renters have you shown this listing to? Uh, why is this listing still on the market? Uh, if they don't have a floor plan on the listing, can I see one? Can you send me one? Uh, because I'd like to see before I come the floor plan before I come there. And uh you know, ask some questions because yeah. a lot of these scams, they've never seen the apartments either. So if they don't seem to know, then that means uh, they probably don't. 
But just, I don't want to belabor the point and make everything negative, but just really be careful of that. As you know, Ace is our financial whiz, and he is the vice president at Citizens Bank, who sponsors our show. And again, I'd like to thank Citizens as one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions. They are the largest originator of loans in the Northeast. It is a great bank to apply for a mortgage or a home equity loan. As Ace can tell you, uh, they help their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes a mobile and online banking that's 24-7, so whenever your fancy Mm -hmm. is, whatever time is good for you, you can get that. A customer contact center um, so that you can get any information you want, and they'll give it to you however you like to get information. If you want it by email, if you want it by text, if you want it by in person on the phone. Um, they have approximately 3,200 ATMs and approximately 1,150 11, branches in 11 states. But, of course, if you want your fingers to do the walking, you can call 866-970-9622 with your mortgage questions and ask ACE, 866-970-9622, or go to citizensbank.com online. It's citizensbank.com online. Our expert um, credit expert, Dan Sater, is joining us. Well, we tell you that there's such a thing as having too much credit. Um, and Dan's a national recognized credit expert and a credit coach in his firm, Credit Scoring Advisor. You can go to the App Store and download Ion Real Estate app and listen to us at your leisure in case you miss our live show. On Saturday mornings, you can also visit my Facebook and Twitter pages if you have any questions or DottieHermanon.com and Ace if they want to reach you or either yeah, one of us. Either one of us. You, they can get you on. Yeah, they can uh, reach me at Ace.W at CitizensBank.com um, or just follow I on Real Estate app. I mean, it's amazing. You can listen whenever you want, uh, real time. And um, yeah. At your own convenience. Yes, and that's how everybody likes it. They want to do things when they want to do things. And before I give you a little more info, I just always do. It's habit. What happened on this day? And on this day in 1860, the Republican Party nominated Abraham Lincoln for president. Gosh, it's a long time ago. a long time ago. In 1951, the U.N. moved headquarters to New York City. And in 1917, the draft started when the U.S. passed the Selective Service Act. And if today is your birthday, you're a Taurus, which is the bull. And that's a great sign, that's by the way. Sign. I say so myself. Yeah. yeah because it's my sign. <laughs> it's, yes. A sign of confidence, and you share it with hysterical Tina Fey, who is now 48 today. She's great. And Perry Como, who was born today in 1912. Is he still alive? I don't think so. I don't even know. I don't know. I just, maybe my parents watched him. Uh, as I said, I was in Washington and, and, and talking about the legislation, talking about home ownership, and then I read, um, I, I, I read articles, and then somebody was listening to a speaker who said, real estate is not good. Um, there's a nice article, I think it was in the Times, uh, nope, nope, nope. Maybe it was the Wall Street Journal. Excuse me, it was the Wall Street Journal today. And it was Millennial Homesick Blues. And it says the idea was that depressed housing market would get a boost from the generation that came of age during the recession. That boost may never come. 
Now, does that sound like dismal information? It sounds sad, <laughs> but that's really not. I don't agree with it. Um, a lot of the facts are true, but because the, 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 the millennials came of age, but they started graduating when we had a recession, so they lived at home longer. Mm-hmm. They had great student debt and loans. And by the way, if you have a student loan and you want to see if you can get a lower rate, call Ace. Call us. Make sure you call us. That's a big number that you can get down. Yeah. And um, they, they, so, so they stayed at home. They had debt. Um, they put off marriage. They put off getting kids. So they are behind the generation before them as far as starting a family and doing all that. And... They are born, just so you know, the uh, millennials are born from 81 to 95, and uh, there's 67.7 million Mm -hmm. millennials, and that's uh, a big demographic. The the group before them, I think it was Generation X, had 3.7 million, so that's going to be the largest demographic, and so somebody was telling me, I I heard the speaker, I won't say who it was, but... uh, and they said, well, millennials don't want to buy. Well, that's not true. Millennials believe in home ownership. And you can ask Ace, and I don't say this to yeah. say it because the trend's a trend. Uh, they have put off buying for a couple of reasons. If you go back 10 or 12 years or right before the recession or one of the reasons we had a recession was we gave credit to everyone. Yeah. Like you didn't even have to have a job. Oh, they had, they had, what was that, stated income, Ace? Stated income, yeah. They had such a thing as stated income, and you, I'd say, Ace, I need a mortgage. And Ace would say, well, how much do you make? As long as you had a pulse, daddy. Yeah, you'd make it up. Yep. And if your credit was okay, and so that's where people got in trouble. And then the next place they got in trouble was, and I don't tell you not to take an equity loan, and I think one of the, the um, radio sessions we will have Ace talk about when it makes sense and when it doesn't. And um, But, you know, it is using money that you're sitting on that's yeah. not doing anything, but you have to be careful of how much you take out and how much you use. And people that took out a lot of equity in their homes, yeah. then we had a recession and they had to sell, and now they couldn't sell their house. They would have made money, but they took all the equity out. So... Um, I think that's a fallacy. I think that it's delayed. I do think that the millennials, and again, um, there's a lot of different... I read papers, and I want to say you think you're reading five different stories on the same thing because everyone has a different slant. But Ace and I are Mm hands-on. We do it every day of our lives. We don't sit in an ivory tower. So I think that they've delayed it. They're they're, they're longer. And they're saying, oh, well, they, they used to go to the suburbs more. Now they don't. Well, they do. They just do later. (laughs) Yeah, I I can tell you, Dottie. I mean, we don't even need to read the papers, right? Because I'm a millennial myself, and I can tell you by 2021, uh, millennials will make up 65% of the first home-time buyers. 65? 65%. Wow. And right now, they're active. So to your point, Dottie, they just didn't really, you know, start their lives at an earlier stage in, in regards to the generations before, but now that they're starting to have a family, you know, the older millennials like myself, you know, we're we're starting to settle down, you know, and now they're more active than ever in the marketplace. So if you're a seller and you're looking to target a millennial buyer, just make sure that, you know, I think it's not about are they active or not. It's about 
the particulars that they're looking for, right? So they're probably looking for something that's newer. So if you have, you know, maybe a, a home that's that needs a fixer upper, you may want to complete the sale by putting together a, a drawing with a contractor to show them what a complete renovation w- would look like. That's right? a good idea. You know, so. if, like if you don't have the money to fix it yeah. and some of the stuff you're not going to get back, that's a great idea because mm-hmm. mo- a lot of people are visual. Yeah, visual. And so they you, can't like see what it mm-hmm. could be. So you don't need to spend the money. You just need to be able to, you know, at that's least communicate idea. what it would look like brand new. So Yeah, that's a great idea. And the, the only thing that I do, I mean, so when you read the article, I mean, look. People take information, and you can interpret it any way you want. Mm -hmm. But since we do it every day, and we are dealing with millennials, there's plenty of them out there, okay? The oldest ones are now starting to buy, Um, but they delayed it because they they had kids later, they got married later, they left home later. Also, it's much harder to get that down payment. I mean, you don't, and it's harder to get a mortgage today than it was then. And rightfully so. You don't want anyone to be able to get a mortgage and then they go bankrupt, okay? But the only thing that I will tell you is that, like I see in the Hamptons, now that's down big time. And let me just say this. I just have a friend of mine that's making a buy something. It is the best time to buy. And part of the reason that it's down is, just so I will explain, there's not a lot of transactions in the Hamptons, okay? So, you know, in the city there's lots of high-rises with – 50, 100 apartments. In the city, and in the Hamptons, it's on an acre, two acres. There's not many. So there's not a lot of sales because it's not that big. So if you have like a $50 million sale or a $40 million sale in May of last year, and you don't have a $50 million sale this year in that month, it's going to make the numbers look like they're down like 35%. So that's one reason. Second reason Millennials, I do think, are a little different than the baby boomers in a sense that the baby boomers would stay the whole entire summer. Yeah. I think millennials, some stay the whole summer, but others say, you know what, I don't want to be in the Hamptons all summer. I'll be there a month, I'll be there a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then I'll go to Europe or I'll yeah. do something different. Right? Do you find yeah. that? So, and, okay. and, and also, when you're looking at second homes, which the Hamptons is and the Jersey Shores, that, that you know, those are second home markets. People buy differently there. It's not like you've sold your house, now I have to buy a house. It's not a need. It's a want. So what's happened is a lot of people put their house up, and if they don't get their price, they don't sell it. Okay? And because it's not a need, people can take their time. Actually, the biggest season in the Hamptons is right after the summer rentals. Uh, but it's a great time to buy if you're looking, uh, because the prices are down. But they're more. But when we're when they're down, they're down on the higher ends. Yeah. I mean, anything on the entry anything level below a million. Still yeah, it's still yeah. uh, and Very that's active. everywhere. Yeah. In the city, I had one of uh, my managers call me up the other day, and they go, "Oh my God, it's so different. This market, it's tough." And I said, "Why do you say that? We've been through so many tough markets." I'm going to give you the answer to why it's tough and why everyone's saying it's a tough market right after the break. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with Zadi Herman. I'm here with Ace Lawrence Supar. And we'll be right back.
The question of truth is always at the center of politics, and it has been throughout our country's history. So this weekend on Champions of Justice, Tom Girardi talks with attorney and author Richard Benvenista about issues from Watergate to the 9-11 Commission. He was part of the history and gives us an insider's view. You want the truth? Can you handle the truth? Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. When it comes to protecting your family, home, or business, you need a name you can trust. You need us. Honig Conti Perino Insurance. In Manhattan since 1902. We're family-owned, experienced, and credible. We believe in a face-to-face, roll-up-your-sleeves approach. Our clients receive individual and personal care. Honig Conti Perino, the name to trust. Call 212-777-7113 or honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E dot com. Honig Conti Perino, not just providing insurance, but insurance guidance. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Hi, this is Patrick Cullen, President of the New York State Supreme Court Officers Association. Join me for Justice Matters as we take over the AM 970 airwaves every Sunday at noon. Court officers play a pivotal role serving at the front lines of court security in criminal, family, and civil courthouses throughout New York City and the 9th Judicial District. Justice Matters will bring a fresh new perspective on the current challenges and issues facing our criminal justice system and the impact they have on all New Yorkers. The New York State Supreme Court Officers Association's members are uniformed officers in the courts throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Orange, and Dutchess counties. And we are affiliated with the AFL-CIO and the International Longshoremen's Association. SCOA's mission is to continue to improve benefits and protect the rights of all of our members. If it's noon on Sunday, it's time for Justice Matters on AM 970, The Answer. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh, yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I on Real Estate. 866-970-9622. And call us, Ace and I get long, if you don't call sometimes. But we're talking about millennials and the fact that they do, they are a buying generation. They want home ownership. And um, despite what you might hear, and we're not here to really, you know, just because we're in the business, yeah. we're not here to, like, pump it up or anything. The truth is. And we want to hear from you guys. So yeah. If you guys have any opinions on that, you know. It's really in. Now, I did get a couple of questions for uh, us, and so it's like, who pays the commission? And that's from, I guess, uh, Jerry. I don't know if it's Terry or Jerry. They wrote Jerry, but I never heard of that name. But if so, it's a nice different name. Um, from Staten Island. Uh, well, it could depend. It's, it's the person who pays the commission should be the person that's being represented. So if the seller is being res, uh, represented, so if you are listing your home and you hire a broker to represent you, then you would pay the commission. Um, if you are a buyer and you are employing a buyer's broker to represent you, then the, the buyer's broker would get the commission. Um, so it's whoever employs you. And somebody else asked from Queens, Brenda, uh, what's an open listing? An open listing is simply a listing that a person will give out to a lot of real estate companies and um, they don't sign a contract with anyone. So in my opinion, no one's really representing them. People will show it if they have a customer. Uh, and if you, you know, so brokers will go if it's priced well. Uh, but no one's really representing your marketing. And let me tell you what is happening in the market. And, again, this is not just in New York or New Jersey. This is happening pretty much nationwide. If you're not priced right, you're not going to sell your property in this market. We're kind of, I don't know if we're in a buyer's or seller's. I kind of think it's transitioning. It's like a transition market. I don't know if it's either or. But I really think that pricing is really important. And um, I don't think, I think that if you really want to price it well above what the broker is going to tell you that it should be, and no one has a crystal ball, but look at the comps. And as I suggest to sellers, get in a car or go take a, a an Uber and go see some comparable properties to see what your competition is because that's really what you're up against. But if you don't price it right, I really think that then what happens is it looks tired. People say, why is it on the market so so long? I, I would really tell you, don't put it on the market if you're not going to. If you don't really want to sell it, it's not a market to just test the market. Yeah, yeah don't. Definitely. Wait so it's fresh uh, because... And then there's a lot of people that really don't have to sell, so they test the market, and they don't sell it, so it's on. Now, if you see something on in a year and a half, you know this person doesn't really care to sell it or not, okay? I just saw a listing that my friend loves, and, out, and I called up the broker, somebody from Douglas Elliman, and I said, listen, is this seller for real or not? It's on the market two years. Are they really a seller, or are they full of it? Okay, because when you hear something's on the market two years, unless it's forty million or something like that, you know that they're that they don't really care if they sell or not. 
So the, the, when I, as I started before the break with the manager, when he called me and I said, well, what, what's the market? Why do you say it's not great? He said, so hard. It's so hard. You know who that is. Okay. I said, well, he said, because people, if they don't price it right, they just leave it there and they don't sell it. So there might be a lot of listings, but the listings that are priced right and really have buyers are not as many as you think. And I uh, think it's kind of a mixed bag market. I also think, and this is just my opinion, because anything you read is somebody's opinion. And a lot of times they'll just take history and they'll look and they'll look at numbers and they'll say, well, this is why. I just think it's also because of the politics going on. No one knows who's going to be elected next year, what the tax things are going to be. You know, uh, will corporations lose their tax breaks? Uh, I think when there's uncertainties, people tend to do nothing or kind of wait and see. Uh, I also think a little part of it, not in the second home market as much as the first, and for lower prices, could be the tax the $10,000 tax deduction. But I've asked so many people, would that stop you from buying a property? And most of them say no. But I mean, but in the states like what, Jersey, I think Connecticut, Connecticut. you know, New York, we we have high taxes. So your deduction is only about 10,000 now. You can only deduct 10,000 worth of taxes. But I don't think it stops people from buying. But, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no scientific data. What do you think? I think, you know, there's so many mixed, um, I guess, opinions about this, Dada. You know, the papers say that people don't want to buy. They'd rather rent. And I think, you know, if you look at historical data, real estate is the only, not only, but one of the biggest vehicles to create wealth. And I think if you're not really in the game, you know, you really need to start thinking about that because there's amazing opportunities in a market like like this that we're in today. Um, You know, sellers that want to really move the inventory, are pricing it right, and rates are at an all-time low, and I keep on emphasizing it every single week because, you know, we don't have a crystal ball here, but we know that rates are going to eventually go up, and I think really in this marketplace, if you're not in the market and you're not serious, um, then if you're a seller, then you need to be because what's going to happen in the next few years is that there's going to be more inventory coming into the marketplace as folks feel more comfortable. So if you're a seller, you want to you wanna go into the marketplace now. It's, it's prime. Now let so. me tell you some good news. The foreclosure and delinquency rates continue to fall. All-time low. Okay, they're at an all-time low. Okay, so that's really good news. And um, now the global. Now, we're now, now I'm talking about not only the United States. I'm talking globally. The global luxury home prices stagnated. Mm-hmm. For 2019, um, and they rose like a, I think 1.3 percent across 45 of the world's priciest housing markets. Yeah. Okay, that's according to our counterpart in Europe, who does a great job of research. Knight Frank. It has been the slowest. Okay, the slowest. Again, we're talking about global now annual price growth recorded since 2009. When the, world, when the world markets were in the throes of financial crisis. So cooling home prices have largely been the bright byproduct of a broad economic skittishness paired with a slew of local governmental reforms such as increased in taxes or bans on non-resident buyers uh, specifically enacted to control pr- runaway price growth. So 
So globally, it's it's slowed down. It's just, and you know, as I said, if everything rises and rises and rises, you know it's going to drop. And who wants those big drops? I'd rather go up a little, but not drop as much and be a little steadier. Mm -hmm. Now, there's an article that I read, which of course, I think it was in Bloomberg's, and it was uh, luxury homes are piling up in the Hamptons. And they say there's 869 luxury properties, according to... Now, we do the... Jonathan Miller does it. There are market reports. And they say that the high-end listings in the Hamptons swell to the most in seven years. Now, they're saying it's because of tax changes, which I don't don't know that that's the reason. It could be uh, some of the reason, but I don't think for most part when you're buying a second home, you do it for the... But... It could be. And the market sometimes resets. So sometimes the market goes up a little too mm-hmm. high and then it resets. But as I said, the biggest thing, well, is if a big house doesn't sell or there's, you know, and maybe there's five over or 10 over $20 million houses that sell in the Hamptons, that's about it, uh, then it makes a big difference. But... The, the entry-level market's on fire, and this is Jonathan Miller, who I respect and who's been on the show. He was on the show for a couple of years, and then he just didn't want to drive from Connecticut. <laughs> I don't blame him, but he does our market reports, and Jonathan says, we are in the middle of this transition period post the new tax law where the high end is struggling. Now, I don't blame it all on the, on the taxes because, you know, when you start having that many houses, I don't think the $10,000 tax is going to make it break you. Uh and it says that, uh, but it's a good time to buy. And what do you see with mortgage rates, Ace? Do it's you still, see them? It's still low, Donnie. Three point eight seven five on yeah. a um, on a thirty year fix. That's well below historical uh, lows here. So yeah, still below four. Um, you, I don't know if you read in the papers, yeah. but the judge, uh, in, you know, on million billionaires row, which is fifty seven, fifty eight, they were putting a homeless shelter. And there was a lot of protests. It was in the paper because the building is right next to a, a hot, you know, a real expensive place, but it is a fire trap, and there's one stairway. So the people that are saying either fix it and make it safe, or put it someplace else. Put it somewhere else. So that's what's going on there. And I'm curious. I want to go see them. Um, the city selected designers with big ideas, and they're making these I've small heard about homes. That. Yeah, we'll tell you a little about them right after the break. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own man. 
manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is Stacy on her motorcycle. What an incredible view! And this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo! Yes! Off. No. You're better on your bike. And with basic policy starting at $75 a year, quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. Napa You don't have to know fancy terms like ceramic, metallic, and calibers to know that this sound isn't a good thing. And now at most Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, you'll get a $75 prepaid Visa card when you spend $250 on brakes. Do it yourself or have it done for you and save $75. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 531.19. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors and Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors and Sullivan's free seminars. On Wednesday, May 29th at Lenny's Clam Bar, 161-03 Cross Bay Boulevard in Howard Beach, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. at Connolly's Corner, 71-17 Grand Avenue in Masspeth, Queens on Thursday, May 30th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. and at the Adria. 221-17 Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens on Friday, May 31st at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Just call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Your table, ladies. Thank you so much. So, Vicki, how have you been? Great. It's been so long. Last time we saw each other was what? Your daughter's wedding on that yacht? What was it? The Atlantis? Yes, the Atlantis. It was perfect for the wedding with its three decks, bridal suite, immaculate restrooms, dance floor, and state-of-the-art sound system. The food and service was great, and I hear they bake those delicious rolls right on board. They do. You know, I've been trying to decide what to do for my daughter's Sweet 16 and some corporate events. You should absolutely book the Atlantis. They do more than just weddings. Sunset cocktail parties, bar and bat mitzvahs, luncheons, and guests are able to board from several locations. Francesca was so easy to work with. Call her at 212-385-9400 or email her at events at franstouchofclass.com. Charter the Atlantis for your event today. Call Francesca at 212-385-9400 or visit franstouchofclass.com. For a limited time, mention AM970 for a free menu upgrade on the Atlantis. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here myself, Dottie Herman. I'm here with Ace with Supar. And we were just, well, we, we left before the break talking about 
small houses. Um, by the way, you need to call us at 866-970-9622. But I also was saying right before the break that the, the, the city's looking at little lots, and they have sent around the world a contest uh, for, for people to build little ba- you know, houses. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a show. It's called, I don't know, They Build Tiny Houses. It's like they're 600 square feet, and they look really adorable. I just, you know, they usually have two kids living in a two. I don't know. But they're building, they have people putting in their submissions, and they have 440 submissions already from 36 countries for the contest to see, you know, we're talking about trends. And, again, I don't think I have enough information or I see a trend that millennials are not old enough for me to say it's a trend yet. But Ace and I were just talking during the break and we kind of think that what the millennials want might be a little different than the baby boomers. And we don't think they want or they need as big. Mm-hmm. Um, we think that they want nice and they like nice finishes, but I don't think they need as big. They travel a lot. They travel a lot. The quality of life is very important to them. Experiences, yeah. Yeah, and even the millennial companies, which I really, you know, I was just, I think I might have said last week, i very involved with breast cancer and all that. And these millennial owners that are companies, big companies all through the United States, not real estate, jewelry, this, that, they all have cultures where they absolutely you have to give back to the community. And they don't like to use vendors who don't really have any... Uh, Give backs, yeah. you know. Yeah. They're very, you know, they're they're not just about money, but who knows? You know, we'll see it when, as they grow up. Um, but that that you have to look at those trends. And so, if you're selling a home, as a said, the chances are it might be a millennial, and they like clean, bright, not cluttered. Mm-hmm. And like I thought, Ace had a great idea. Maybe you could get a picture of what this could be. Or maybe just paint it up and clean it out and have the windows cleaned. We were also telling you, Ace and I, about scams. And I just want to give you some websites that if you read them, they're on the, they're on, you can Google them, but they're fake. Time Warner Center Condos.com. No such company. And Time Warner is a big place. But Trump World Tower. Listen to this. Trump World Tower, New York City dot com. Fake email address. The Park Imperial, New York City dot com. Doesn't exist. Uh, so that the, the real deal investigated and they found 270 such websites for luxury apartment buildings all over New York with the same layout and seemingly operated by some anonymous owner. Uh, so. Please, again, be careful. How would you tell somebody to to double-check that? Because I don't know. How would you know? I think you should call a local realtor. Call, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, there's um, this is not new, and they're saying it's new. I read an article, but they're talking about fractional ownership. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, they have it now. You know, it's similar to crowdfunding, but, you know, it's almost like a timeshare, right, where – you sort of own a certain, um, I guess, share or a certain 
time period. So it's 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 something that's becoming more common, Dottie. It is, except my recommendations, it's yeah. not a good investment. But that's investment. for me. Exactly. Okay, if you're doing it for your own reasons, but rather than owning, it's called um, fractional, in case you hear it, fractional ownership. Mm-hmm. And rather than owning like a multi-million dollar vacation property that you may visit, like you usually have one week per year, however that goes, some well-heared people are opting to hop among bite-sized pieces of luxury real estate they've acquired through fractional ownership, so-called private residence clubs. And like, for example, it's $500,000 for one-twelfth, meaning you have one month because there's 12 months in a year, one-twelfth of a two-bedroom suite in New York St. Regis Hotel. So you would pay $500, you get a month. Um, you know, there's a 275000 for one-tenth of a cottage um, in Napa, California, and on and on and on. And you get like a, a, a month, and then there's usually a club typically, and they're usually higher prices. Owners pay annual maintenance fees to a management company, which handles the chores. But the downsides are that although partial ownerships can put in requests, like you can put in requests, I would like this month, for specific travel dates, their weeks are determined by a rotational system that varies year to year. Yeah. And to me, if you try to unload those things. Now, I know someone who has something at the Regis. They bought it years ago at the same Regis. They didn't really pay that much then. I don't know what they're going for now. But I think I said 500000 I'm sure they didn't pay that. Uh, but I, I really just think, like with timeshare, I don't think anybody makes money on timeshare too much. No. I mean, you can't load. And then you don't know who the management company is going to yeah. be. It could change. And then when you sell, Dottie, how do you sell one, one-twelfth of your share? I really don't know. It's like a divorce Spot. in the world of the roses. You have to sell half a house. Not happening. And then how do you pick what months you have? That's, like, odd, too. Yeah. So I would stay away from them. I mean, unless they just really fit your needs, like, yeah. you know, and then you just want to be in, like, the regions or something like that, like a month. But I I just kind of think that they're not a good investment. So if you want a good investment, you're better off buying. What I would tell you, if you play Monopoly when you were a kid, boardwalk and park place, buy a small or a mid house. Buy not the top of the hill, uh, not king of the hill. No, but just buy under the top. You don't have to buy uh, low, but buy in the middle somewhere. Uh, and the ha- the homes around you make you appreciate. It. And just plan on holding it for a while. Don't don't be you know thinking that you're going to make a million dollars overnight. Yeah. So I um oh I have so many things to talk about, but I wanted to really talk. We were talking about this at uh, the break, and maybe I'll save it till, till the second half because we were – I want you to think about it, and you'll call in later. Uh, we're talking about what makes a millionaire, what makes somebody rich, how much money do you need to be rich. Mm. Uh, we're, we're also want to get your opinions on that. So that's 866-970-9622. And what is rich? Yeah, interesting. And interesting what is, to hear, especially have, you know, What does that mean today? Yeah. And, you know, it's like what does the word rich mean? It might mean to somebody making $50,000. To somebody else it could be $20 million. Um, It's just like with real estate agents. I always tell my real estate people in Douglas Elliman, when someone says I want a big house, the word big, or they use an adjective, or uh, they'll say, or I want a pretty house, or I want a quaint house. 
those words mean different things to different people. What is big to you might be, like if I'm in the city, if I've lived in the city all my life, you know, big might be smaller than somebody who's lived like in a ranch. So you really have to decide, okay, what's rich. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, 866-970-9622, I also had a question on what happens when you're selling your home and the buyer says, okay, we've agreed to price, we've agreed to terms, so you've agreed, you've come together on a price, you know their down payment, but they want an engineer's report. Mm. Now, if you're a buyer... I would not buy a house without having one, okay? Because a lot of times you can't see, and you really don't want to look for nitpick, nitpicky things, but you want to see if there's any structural damage that you don't know about or you can't see that could cost you lots of money. So um, I thought I, somebody had asked me to give them the tips of, uh, at this point now in the deal, you've made a deal with the buyer, the buyer... You, the buyer has a deal. The seller thinks they sold their house. If somebody wants an engineer's report, I would suggest that the seller gives it to them, but give them a time period to get it done in. Yeah. Don't let them take two weeks. So say, you can have it, but get it done by, give them three or four days tops. Okay, but here's what you should look at in an engineer's report. And I have one piece of advice for the sellers also. If you're selling your house, if it were me, I'd have an engineer's report done before I had a buyer in, just so I know what's wrong with the house, okay, before they do. And sometimes if you bring it up and you'll say, well, you know, my tiles in, in the roof, there's a few loose tiles, it just makes it better. That's actually really good advice, Dottie. I think buyers will appreciate the fact that you're, you're, you're being proactive. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that the buyer couldn't get their own. Yeah. But this way, you as a seller don't have any surprises that maybe you didn't know. Okay, but the first thing is you look at the big picture. Review the report to determine what is major and what is minor. And to the buyers, you're not looking to nitpick and find little things that you could try to chew the person down. You're looking for big picture items like it needs a new roof. Um, it needs the chimney. Uh, the air conditioning system is not working. The plumbing, the electrical system's bad. Look for major things. And I suggest as a buyer, you go along with the engineer. You find a day that you can make it because when you get an engineer's report and you just read it, um, it doesn't mean as much. You don't know. What you want to ask the engineer for the age of the home, what is the general condition? And as he goes through the home, because even on a brand new home, you're going to find faults. How much would this cost? Mm-hmm. What's the cost? And go through it. And then you should prioritize any items needing attention critical to the sale of going through the home. So, um, and also, Ace, yeah. when somebody's taking a loan, don't they look at, you know, some, I mean, if there's glaring bad things in the home, aren't the isn't this the, yeah, the bank, is, bank not yeah, going to want it to go through? That's why they send out an appraiser. So would you tell everybody? Because, yeah. listen, if you're don't, if you a seller, understand that unless somebody's paying all cash, tell, let think, Ace tell I you think, what happens. I think roofing, uh, molding, termites, these are three major focuses that a seller should focus in on um, prior to 
putting their home on the marketplace. You know, make sure you have those things resolved or situated before because those are the type of um, factors that could actually make or break a deal. So that they can. Yeah. So I think you should all be prepared, especially in a single family house, yes. less than within an apartment, because you have to read the whole thing for mm-hmm. that. But as you're a seller, be proactive. Be proactive. Okay. Uh, if there's repairs and you have an engineer's report done. Then you could also put an estimate of, you know, this is only going to cost $50. Maybe I'm a new homeowner. I don't know how much it costs. Trust me when I say your home will stand out because when buyers actually do their their own inspection, it's going to be a glaring difference between your home and, and the other home that they're making a bid yes. for. And a lot of things you might be able to co- cover, not to hide it, but like if you had leaks, Usually it leaves a spot or, like, you know, it looks like you can see that the water. And then people say, oh, what else was wrong? You can clean that all up. Um, some people have termites and don't even know it. They don't even know, yeah. Okay? And hopefully if you have them, you just started to have them because they didn't eat your house away yet. <laughs> um, that the, the Look if there's tree rot or wood rot or there's, tr- like, if you have an old tree and it's kind of bending like it could fall into the house. Mm-hmm. The appraiser for the bank isn't going to give you a loan. Yeah. So try to get those things done. And if you could get some estimates, that would really be great because a lot of things are not a big deal. Uh, but, of course, if you need a whole new roof, if you need roofs and if you need uh, – sometimes people have cesspools. They don't have sewers. Uh, those are bigger things. But And I've seen porches without guardrails, things of that nature, so just make sure – um, you have a thorough inspection, so you're taking care of it beforehand. Right. And then if you're the seller, think about what you should fix before you put it on the market and what you should just leave. And if you're a buyer, you're not going to ask for every single thing no. because you're going to have bad feelings. And in a good negotiation, both people win. You know, not So you're going to – people will ask for a concession. Like if I go to Ace's house and he needed a new roof. And I say, Ace, your roof is shot, and that's going to cost me. I don't know how much a roof costs today, uh, maybe thirty thousand or something like that. I don't know. So I'll tell you what: I want thirty thousand off. And then Ace might say, "Look, I'm not giving you thirty thousand off. I can sell this house, yeah. but maybe I'll you give you something yeah. ten. So you want to have a good rapport, and you want to work it out. The whole idea is to work it out, and that means that as a buyer, you want to be aware. You shouldn't take advantage. And if repairs are relatively minor, don't bother with them. I'll finish this, and then we're going to have Dan Sater, our credit coach, at the 11 o'clock news, and he'll be saying why you should have too too much credit. We'll be right back. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.